Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, and it is a Friday. Beautiful out there, This too. time next week, we'll have guys working out on the fields in Indianapolis. We'll yeah, have, we'll uh, be driving home probably this time next week. Maybe. Give or take. Not, not no, quite. not quite. Not, not quite. quite. Yeah, yeah. In that neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. I'm but, in shorts. Uh, I'm happy as can be. Let's go. Sunshine and ready to go to Indy. You're always in shorts. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbors look at me crazy when I'm out there shoveling snow and shorts and t-shirt and like a sweatshirt you know <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah. uh so a little news in the league today big news the nfl uh releasing the salary cap figure for the 2024 season and it comes in at 255.4 million dollars that is a increase of 30.6 million dollars wow. from last year it's a 13.6 uh, 1% increase, which is the second largest increase in cap history hmm. uh, behind 2022. And we were talking off the air. If you remember in 2021, yeah, yeah. coming out of the COVID situation, or in the middle of the COVID situation, really, yeah, it was the 2021-2022 we season. First time I heard the word COVID, I was at the combine. That uh, the salary cap went in, tw- in 2020, it went from $198.2 million down to $182.5 million because mm-hmm. of all the empty stadiums. Mm-hmm. Just concerns and uncertainty and right. And we talked at that time. They did the new the new CBA and and you know COVID was going to be there. The league was going to be coming out of the COVID situation. Gambling revenues were going to start to kick in. Yeah. The new TV deals and we we were speculating at that time that the cap would be two hundred and fifty plus million dollars in just a couple of years. And well, here we are. It's about <laughs> to that point. Yeah. I mean, it, you had, we had some a good conversation before. I mean, there was. You said when you started covering the league, it was thirty million. It was yeah. thirty. I have, the, I have it. Right. It was thirty-four point okay. six million. And what year was that? Two th- uh, 1994. Okay. When did it hit a hundred million? Because I remember that being a big deal. Like, it hit a hundred wow, million yeah. in two thousand and six. So it took over a decade for them to add that. seventy million dollars. And they've done that in two years cap. now, right? In the last two years, the cap has gone up. Uh, what is that about? Almost fifty million dollars in the last three years. It's gone up. That's fifty-five uh, over seventy million dollars. <laughs> wow! So it took the, in the first. Well, whatever. Uh, so I always look at these things. I think the biggest indicators of the health of the NFL as a whole, and, and which reflects on us who cover it and those of you watching, etc., is what the franchises sell for and what are the salary cap and. Both those things are going up and up and up and up and up. The league is thriving and is very, very healthy, which is good news for you and me, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, looking here at the cap. Yeah. Um, the highest cap, the, the player with the highest cap number oh. going into next year mm-hmm. is Deshaun Watson. <laughs> 63, almost $64 million mm-hmm. there on the hook 
And I think the following year is exactly the same. $64 million, yeah. and then $64 million. It's three in a row, huh? And they may, yeah. they, they're talking about, well, we may get, you know, restructure that song. They and, could. And they're going to make it higher. I mean, he's going to get that money, and it's well, going to yeah, come out of their guaranteed. cap at some point. Yeah, I mean, they're just kicking the can down the road if they do. And the problem is, is you can't extend him. Oh. <laughs> no, you just make him more and more and more. You just keep giving him signing bonuses you and You just keep doubling down yeah, on your right. mistake. Um, That's a tough one, though. I mean, they made their bed. I don't feel bad for them. No, I mean, not laying, Don't get me wrong, but they have to look at it like we have a better chance to win the Super Bowl in 2024 than we do maybe in 26 or whatever. I mean, they went all in, and uh, I can see them pushing their chips in again, but boy, is it going to get ugly in a year or two. Here's the interesting thing about So I'm looking here at SpotRack, and they have mm-hmm. the, the cap by year by year. And so since 2011, they've, they've marked out who was the highest cap number oh, okay. in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not always who made the most money that year, but who counted who the, the who most had the, who counted the, yeah. who had the highest cap number. So in 2011, the highest cap number belonged to Mark Sanchez. Wow. At $17.2 million. And we were probably having the same conversation <laughs> about, what are they thinking? Was that with the Jets? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, in 2012, it was Dwight Freeney at 19 million. Okay. Probably the height of his powers at yeah. that point. Yeah. In 2013, it was Eli Manning. That one I can swallow. At 20.85. Still, it's only 20. It's for, Eli for Manning, like the most expensive quarterback in the league. In 2014, and Dominican Sue. Oh, that's what he was at 22. Does it say the team? Uh, it doesn't. No. Okay, because there was. About a two or three year stretch there, where he was just a mercenary. Twenty two point four million dollars. Wow. Okay. I mean, he was great for a while. In twenty fifteen, it was Drew Brees at twenty three point eight. That's who it should be. I mean, it should be yeah. a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know. In twenty sixteen, it was Eli Manning again. Good work, Eli's agent. Twenty four point two million. <laughs> Eli's agent's still making him money too. <laughs> They're doing something all right. Yeah. In twenty seventeen, it was Joe Flacco. Oh, that's when he bet on himself. And 20, is he elite? Yeah, and, you know, all that. yeah, $24.55 million for Joe Flacco. Okay. In 2018, Jimmy Garoppolo, $37 million. Yeah, I, remember, I do remember that. Oof. Yeah, ouch. Uh, in 2019, it was Matthew Stafford at 30.7. That's why they ended up trading him because he got, started to get real expensive. In 2020, Dak Prescott, uh, okay. 31.4. And a lot of these are when you sign your deal. Right. You know, like he might be $1 more than the, the quarterback before right. him or whatever, you know. Uh, then in 2021, it was Russell Wilson at $32 million. And he's still getting that. Yeah. I'm going to mention him at some point in these next two hours, too. But man, 2022, it was Ryan Tannehill at $38.6 million. Wow. Um, I mean, there are many Hall of Famers on that list. In 2023, it was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, okay. $37.1 million, And then... Deshaun Watson for next year. It's double that though. Sixty three point nine seven million. Like the the it's next like closest ever been heard of. is Ryan Tannehill at thirty eight point six as the number one guy for that year. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> wow. I mean, Browns will be paying that for a long time. I mean, they're going to be paying for that. Oh, they're going to pay time. for that for because they, they, they don't even the, first round pick the this draft year. picks that they lost. Yeah, yeah. And everything else. So if we look at the numbers here on the cap. Um, you mentioned off the air, this move, now the Steelers are cap compliant. Yeah. I mean, that's without making one other move. Um, I thought I had that up here, but I, I must have. I got Salary cap, uh, let's see here. I had it up. Okay. Um, so if you look at where the Steelers are at now, well, i got to find this here. They're about, they've got about $7 million 
Um, to play with. Yeah. Okay. After, without doing anything without else. Without doing anything, just making those three moves before, and they still have a lot of stuff they can do, of course. And a lot of other, every other team benefited as they well, did. of course. Did. You know, the, the whole water level went up for everybody or whatever, but still. Yeah, so the commanders now have a league-best $96.4 million in cap space. It. Wow. And, I don't even and know the what, thing is, is you got to spend... You spend most to of a level, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't just ignore it, right? Right. Like, and who would they extend, or you know, if nobody wanted to play there, how would they spend it? You know, and they they, they traded away their two edge rushers because they didn't want to pay them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I mean, they knew this was coming too, yeah. though. I mean, that is part of the plan. Maybe not to this level. Maybe not to be. Um, this then strange. you have the Patriots, the Titans. Uh, they're both over, and the Bears are all over eighty million. Bears um, have picks and cap space, and yeah, yeah the Colts have seventy nine point two million, but they're always at the top of this, and they never spend it. They never really spend it either. Yeah. yeah, I think they spend just enough. I don't know if that's an ownership thing or if they get the next Andrew Luck, will they? You know, will they extend Richardson and give him? Will he be the highest one someday? He ain't gonna be the next Andrew Luck. I, I know you love him. Oh, I like him. Yeah, but he ain't gonna be the next Andrew. I'm Luck. just saying. I mean, <laughs> who's gonna be their big ticket item? Like, where will they spend their money someday, or won't um, they ever? Are they yeah. just philosophically against it. The Bengals have 74.2, but they're kind of like the Colts to a certain degree where they just don't. That's 100% true, but they also have a couple big ticket items. They got some items. big ticket items, yeah. yeah. I mean, Higgins and Chase are after. And... Um, you got the Texans at 73.9. Mm-hmm. The Lions was 65.7. Goff needs an extension, though. That's all fu- that's yeah, fine. That's fine. But still, that's a good team. Like yeah. them and the Texans are. You can still and add. That's a final four team. Yeah, you can right. still add. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, then you have the Rams uh, not at fifty-two million. The Raiders at fifty-five million. Uh, you have the Cardinals at fifty-seven million. The Bucks at forty-eight million. Though mm-hmm. that's interesting because they got a couple big ticket items yeah. that they need to figure out. Carolina is forty-two point eight million. The Vikings are at forty point nine. They got to sign Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, the Giants and cousins have, maybe. Yeah, thirty-eight point nine million for the Giants. The Falcons are at forty-one point nine nine. Okay. Uh, the Jag- they could go get a Cousins if they so yeah. choose. You know, right. Uh, the Jaguars have 30.1, but they've got a, they get some receiver situation. they got a lot situa- of stuff yeah, up in the some- air, too. they got a um, franchise tag coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kansas City is 28.2 million, mm-hmm. which sounds and like a lot, but they've got two huge big ticket they items. They do, but they can borrow like 30 million from the Bank of Mahomes, too, because he has some bonus coming up that they can restructure. And that's all well and good, you too, know. but that, that then eats up all of that, oh, yeah. basically. Oh, yeah. With those two guys, mm-hmm. because of what they're going to, those two players. Jones will probably be the highest paid defensive player. Yeah, yeah, I mean, or right there between Jones and Snead, you're talking about forty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more. I yeah. think Snead's going to get eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, and Jones will get noticeably more than that. Yeah, yeah. Now you can structure the salary cap stuff to, sure, sure, make that work, mm-hmm. but it's going to cost you. Uh, Philadelphia thirty two point four. The Jets have twenty point four. The Seahawks sixteen point one. The Ravens at twelve. Uh, the Packers. They got a lot of guys. They got a lot of, a lot guys. of balls in the air right yeah. now, too. Uh, the Packers are at twelve four. Uh, you have the uh, Steelers at eight four seven four, eight point four seven four million, and the Forty ers are at uh, four point six million. There's still a number of teams that are still over the cap, despite oh, I'm sure. yeah, yeah. this going up so high. Uh, that would include Dallas at negative three point two million, Cleveland at negative seven point seven million, which is why they're talking about restructuring Watson. Uh, Denver's at negative 13. The Chargers... This is going to be a rough year for Denver. Oh, yeah. This is total, yeah, to eat, eat your vegetable year. The Chargers are 20.8 million. Ooh. Still under over yeah. the cap, I should say. The Dolphins are at 38.3 million dollars over the cap. Hard. 
The Saints are at $38.8 million over the cap. And we've mentioned this off of the air. Is your today or yesterday, they restructured Derek Carr. He's going to be their quarterback for the now. next yeah. couple of years. I mean, I mean he, he is their quarterback. It's kind of like Watson. You're, 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 yeah. When you start restructuring those things and that— You borrow from the bank and yeah. the quarterback or whatever, he's going to be your quarterback. Yeah. And finally, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's rough. Negative $41.3 million over the cap. Mm-hmm. And they need things, and they're going to lose things, and right, and they pick late. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to be able to, to fix some and, of those ills. And, it, and this is still the case with all these teams— Regardless of what happened with the cap, they all have moves still. Right, I mean, there's right. still a lot of moves, a lot of cuts, a lot of restructures that are going to be on the horizon. Mike Williams, they said, is going to get let go. I mean, things like that are going to be happening like crazy these next couple of weeks. Yeah. For the Chargers, um, they can look at this and say, well, we only need to make two cuts instead of mm-hmm. four. And just try to run it back. Yeah. The problem is, is some of those guys you're running it back with were part of your problem in previous years. Oh, yeah, and they still have plenty of needs even if they brought everybody back. Yeah. You know, I'm like, they cut Mac and I mean, Williams you're still paying. Close. You're still paying your, you know, Bosa $40-plus million. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, even Derwin James is making, like, Minkum. He's the highest paid. Yeah. You know, he's the highest paid. Is he safety. higher? Yeah. Um, you know, so some of these teams are, are dealing with those situations. And, mm-hmm. But uh, the Steelers, uh, well, they've got cap space now. Yeah, they do. Without doing anything else. And they'll do more. You know I mean? Yeah. So there are going to be plenty to spend. Um, the league is very healthy. Steelers are in good cap shape. I mean, you would think just leading, you know, reading off that list, eh, they're still near the bottom. They really aren't. I mean, they won't be. Yeah. I mean, they'll they be in the middle of the pack. some moves they can make. Yeah, it, they'll yeah. be in the middle of the pack. Um, like we like we talked about on on uh, Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, I expect them to have $25 million to spend. Well, you think it might be readings. more now since it's, I mean, that went up more than we expected. I mean, it's all relative. You're it's still, all relative. I mean, you you're know, still fighting against the same team. You, you, you know, you could still do stuff. Maybe, maybe you decide because of this. Well, we can restructure Allen Robinson instead of just a straight release. Yeah, yeah things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure a lot of teams were waiting for this news. Yeah, I wonder if tomorrow is going to be just cut and restructure. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah, madness. tomorrow. Yeah, and there may be some guys that were their teams were looking at potentially restructuring and say oh, we don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. You just don't do it until you have to do it because when you restructure. You're kicking the can down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just for players that you trust and want yeah. and you know expect to be around. The T.J. Watts of the world's and Cam Hayward's and foundational pieces. Not the Deshaun Watsons. Not the Deshaun Watsons. <laughs> but when you trade for them, you're married. You know, you're married. you really are. You give up first round draft picks. You're st- still giving up first round draft. I know. It's, it's insane. It's this insane. is why when when you trade for a quarterback, mm-hmm. and everybody's on. You know, I, I I can't go on social media now. Whatever I, I posted my five for Friday today. The comments on her. Trade for Fields. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, everybody just wants something new and shiny and right. And he's attractive. I mean, there, there's something there. I like him. I have a lot of concerns. He's won 10 games in three years. We were at the Texas yesterday. 10 career wins as a he's starting got quarterback. Ten, and half yeah. of them came last year. Yeah. 10. That's pretty bad. Yeah, and they earned the And he started and 38 career games. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about Pickett. He wins a lot more games than Fields does. They win. They win. Yeah. They win. Because he doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. So, total coincidence. I didn't know any of this cap stuff was coming out. I was in there making coffee five <laughs> minutes ago or whatever, and you're like, hey, did you see the cap stuff? I'm like, no. But I was really digging into cap stuff this morning, and there's a couple of Steeler things I tweeted out I thought were interesting, is they have 13.4% of their snaps played in 2023 set to hit free agency. That's the lowest in the entire league. And offense is even crazier. It's only 2.7%. 
not only is that 32nd, but the Panthers are 31 at 9%. You know, like, they're not losing a thing on offense, basically, of, of the guys that played in, very, in less than any team in the league, period. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, and, and that was by design. That was by design. Yeah, because they knew they had a quarterback under contract, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on a rookie deal. And maybe some of this money that we've talked about goes to eliminating this a year from now, so you don't right. have a ton of guys up, or you know, I mean, playing for the playing well, for that. And, day. and you have to start if you're the Steelers, and you know, we kind of went through the Tuesday or Wednesday, I should say, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the discussion of how to how to allocate your free agent money, um, but and and then the draft picks, um, but they've spent a lot of their draft capital and and on the offense in recent years. It used to be defense, defense, I mean, defense, defense, round, defense. Right? Yeah. At some point, you got to start flipping that because the defense gets old and the offense is super young. Yes, you very know? much so. I, I, only the Packers were younger on e, on offense this year. I mean, just again by per snap, and only five teams were older than the Steelers' defense. Yeah. Now Patrick Peterson was your leading snap guy, and he's the oldest guy out there, right. and Cam played a lot. You, it, it's easier. You could get younger there pretty quick. I mean, yeah. if Peterson doesn't come back or his snaps go to 400 as opposed to 1100, and a rookie corner's out there instead, that makes a dramatic difference. But it's still the. I mean, it's it's been that way for two years now. They've been yeah. old on defense, young on offense. And the interesting thing is, um, if you look at what the Steelers did last off season with the signings that they made, mm-hmm. they had three guys who went over who played more than a thousand. Snaps offensively or defensively last season from the signees. No, no, no. The, of the, oh, of the entire team. Yeah, yeah. Peterson three, was one of them. Okay. Three guys played more than a thousand snaps. Two of them were free agent signings. See the other one. Yeah, Peterson okay. and Sam Mollo were that the two. Sense. Were two of the guys. So yeah. second year in a row, the O line stayed very healthy. Yeah, you too. got you got the bang for the buck out of yeah the they guys played. that you signed. Right, they right, played right. played they a were lot out there. They played a lot. No, that's that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that angle, but yeah. So I mean, you don't want your oldest guy playing your most snaps. Not ideally. No. I mean, unless he's the best player in the league or right. the best player on the team, you know. But, okay. I mean, you're going to get younger on defense this year. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to a break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And Matt, um, changing gears here from the salary cap stuff. And these guys will only help your salary cap if you hit some home runs with these guys. But uh, our friend Lance Zierlein, Mm -hmm. his uh, draft rankings on NFL.com are live. Best of luck finding them. Yeah, you can't find them. But, but they are live. They're and on They're there. excellent. And he yes. does them every year. I've been on several podcasts with Lance. He does a great job. His father was the Steelers O-line coach for a while. He was actually the O-line coach with the Browns the year I was there. He does great work, too. Lance is a big-time draft dude. I mean, he's yeah. based out of Houston, knows his stuff. So looking at the way that they have that, that NFL.com has these guys graded, mm-hmm. They have Malik Neighbors as their top-rated guy in this draft. I did see that. I think you could make the argument. I mean, that's pretty far out. I mean, there, you're, you splitting, you're splitting yeah. hairs between his grade and what they gave Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're the top two, right? Neighbors has a 6.86 grade, and Harrison has a 6.83. So they think they're both going to be stars. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at their grading system, 
Their um, rating system's very NFL like, and I should know it better than I do. Yeah. I think it's very dumb, to be honest with you. It, it really is because they go. Things mean different things, and. They go from. Uh, an 8 is the perfect prospect. An 8 0 is. I've never seen anybody get an 8 0. No, right, right. A 7.3 to 7.5 is a perennial all pro. Well, why? What is a 7.5. To eight, it's right, right, right. What if <laughs> who's a seven seven? There does, is does, so they, is does, that an impossible grade? Does eight walk on water? Is, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it's with the third pick, we take offensive tackle Christ Jesus yes. from Nazareth State. Yeah, uh, a seven point oh to seven point one, and again, I what's what's a seven point one to a seven point two? I don't know. Is a Pro Bowl talent as opposed to a perennial Pro Bowl talent? Yeah, uh, but six, these were created when Pro Bowls were hard to get to too. Yeah, you know so. <laughs> a 6.7 to a 6.9, again, there's a gap there, mm-hmm. is a year one starter. Yeah. And what's funny, not to ruin the whole exercise, but there are some grades just for the player they think can start now as opposed to could become a perennial yeah. pro bowler. You know, so that kind of stuff's cool, but it's confusing, and I can't believe, why not just go 1 to 100? I, I don't yeah, know. You know what I mean? I, there's yeah. A, B, C, D. I mean, there's a lot of other grading scales in the world that work just fine. A 6.5 to 6.6 grade is boomer bust potential. Mm-hmm. Like George uh, Pickens, I bet, was that. You know, yeah. Coming off an injury, you know, but massive talent. If he hits, he hits huge. I mean, there's a lot of those examples. A 6.4 to 6.49 is a guy that will become a good starter within two years. A 6.30 to a 6.39 uh, is a guy that will eventually be a plus starter. Okay. Uh, a, Which is less than eventually just becoming a starter within two years. It's a lower grade. Yeah. Plus starters are better than eventual starters in my book. Yeah. You know? Uh, a 6.20 to a 6.29 will, actually, will eventually be an average starter. A 6.10 to a 6.19 is a good backup with the potential develop, to develop into a starter a uh, 6.0 to a 6.09 is uh, traits or talent to be an above-average backup. Uh, but, like, everyone drafted is between a 6.0 and a 6.9. I mean, like, if, you, yeah. I mean, if you're drafting someone in the 6th or 7th round, you think they can eventually become a backup, probably. Maybe, Or yeah. a true special teamer. Like, I don't know. I think the system's really weird. Uh, 5.80 to a 5.99 is an average backup or special teamer. Okay. A 5.60... To a 5.69 is a candidate for the bottom of the roster or practice squad, uh, and a 5.50 to a 5.59 is a priority undrafted free agent, mm-hmm. and no grade is the grade is not yet available. So, <laughs> so there are some things too. Like this is nerdy, and I don't know it as well as I should because I don't care to. To be honest with you, because I'm not in a war room, but there's a lot of things. If you have this red flag. You can be a 6'3", but you can't be a 6'2". Right. You know, like character stuff or medical yeah. or whatever. You know, like there's only certain spots you can end up. And there are some players on these lists that they look at, they give that six, that grade between 6.4 and 6.5 as the boomer bust guy mm-hmm. who they have rated ahead of some of the other guys. Yeah, he still might be your third corner. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously it's all they don't have the luxury of doing it for each team too. Yeah. So their highest graded players are Neighbors and Harrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb Williams has a six point seven six grade. Okay. Uh, Brock Bowers is six point seven five grade. Which again, people probably think Williams gonna be the first overall pick. He's got a six seven out of a possible eight. You would think that's not a very good grade. Yeah. But it's the third best in the whole class. Yeah. 
Uh, Brock Bowers comes in 6.75. Roma Dunes, a uh, 6.74. Those three receivers are pretty darn strong. Yeah. Then you have Jaden Daniels at 6.73. Has him over May. Yeah. May gets to 6.5. Boomer bust. Okay. Uh, Maybe, you know. Yeah. I mean, his his season wasn't tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Jared Versey, 6.71. Okay. Then you have J.C. Latham, 6.70. Yeah, he's really high on Latham. I, the one um, thing I did do is I clicked on the tackles because, I mean, he's yeah. no, his dad's O-line coach. I mean, I, I trust him for O-line stuff more than I'm most. I'm a big Latham guy. No, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame him. Uh, Chop Robinson, 6.70. Pretty darn high for him. Yeah. Uh, Fashanu, 6.50. Okay. So there's a gap there. There's no six. There's no. Yeah, nobody... Latham's number one, not Alt. I mean, it's Latham yeah. number one. Um, Alt is a 6.49. He's got a mm. boomer bust on Alt. I don't quite understand. I that. don't understand I mean, it either, yeah, but right, they right. do. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Leitu. Uh, same thing with Drake May. Same thing with Terry and Arnold, a 6.49, a okay. boomer bust. Okay. Uh, same thing with Talisi Fuaga, a boomer bust. I don't see that either. Some people are worried about his length at right tackle. He doesn't have super long arms, and maybe he's a guard. I don't think he's a guard at all watching him. No. I, I mean, he's a six six good protector. I mean, his arms aren't stumpy. Uh, then you have Byron Murphy at 6.48, boomer bust. Dallas Turner, 6.48, boomer bust. Graham Barton, mm, 6. 6. 6.46, which puts him in the boomer bust. That's ahead of Johnson Power, yeah. Power Johnson, and yeah. Um, Nate Wiggins, 6.46. Armarius Mims, 6.45, which I kind of get that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean he's, he's definition of boom bust. Yeah. There's not a lot of tape to go off of yet. Austin Booker, edge rusher out of Kansas, a 6.44. That's as high as I've seen wow. him on anybody's list. Haven't seen him mocked in like the top two rounds yeah. by anyone that I remember. Uh, Tyler Guyton, 6.44. Okay. Bo Nix, 6.43. And I, I, I was... Um, Earlier today, um, I can't think of his name now. Uh, the former quarterback of uh, Orlowski or no, no, no. I um, he's in the Hall of Fame for God's sakes. Aikman, no, who <laughs> Bradshaw, Favre, <laughs> Staubach. Somebody who actually calls game uh, for the Rams and the, the uh, why can why uh, not? Okay, I'm I'm just blanking here. I can, I'm picturing his face. Um, you know what team he played for? Yeah, I just said the Rams and the, the Cardinals and Oh Warner. Warner. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Kurt, Kurt Warner. Warner. Gotcha. Good Lord. Uh that, was a senior, that should have been an easier one than we thought. That was a senior moment. even because he's so he, on TV a lot. Yeah. He tweeted something out today. He said he was watching film of, of the guys in this the quarterbacks mm-hmm. in this class. And he said it's really hard to to look at these guys and 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 figure out whether they'll be good pros or not because everything in college is for, First read or bubble screen. Mm-hmm. Bubble. And, yep. And somebody asked him about Knicks, and he goes, I haven't even gotten to Knicks yet. Knicks is the king of the bubble screen. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, people who are in love with this guy, I'm like, high based, completion percentage. Based on what? All he does is yeah. throw bubble screens. Yeah. And everything. I don't know if he's good read. or not. Yeah. It is hard. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the DJ uh, with beat writer transcript. Yeah, or, I did. I read and, the whole thing. Okay. I, I listened to the podcast version. They put it out. And, he said something along. Someone asked him, "You know, progression reading so important at the quarterback position." They don't do it, and he's like, "Yeah, and I don't know who I can comment intelligently about." You know, who goes, who gets their third read in college? 
Never. Never. I mean, especially if you're a big time program, someone's open. Yeah. Or or you just wing it or throw it. Yeah, or, you, think, you, know, right. you think Penix with the, those three receivers ever right. got to his third read? No. Right, the, right. The, one of the first two were open. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> same with Daniels. And if they weren't, he threw it anyways. Daniels has two first round yeah. you know, receivers. You know, uh, Nick's has a good group. I mean, it's there always going to be somebody. You open. just throw it. All these Ohio State guys. You know. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, 6.42 is Quinya uh, Mitchell. Hmm. Little boom bust there. Yeah. Uh, Fatanu at 6.41. Brian Thomas at 6.41. Troy Franklin, the wide receiver out of Oregon, uh, 6.4. Yeah. DJ was talking about how he thinks he's too low on his board. He, he keeps moving Franklin up. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, 6.4. I'm really interested in his testing. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a great athlete to me. Uh, and then Tavondre Sweat is the last of the 6.4s. Okay. It's uh, in the 6.3s, the 6.39, J.J. McCarthy. Who knows? Uh, Darius Robinson. Okay. Jonathan Brooks, the running back, is 6.38. That's an injury designation, but yeah. okay. Jatavian Sanders, another Texas another guy, Texas 6.38. Guy, yeah. Cooper, How about their skill guys? Two receivers and tight end and a running back are yeah. going to be day two picks at worst. Uh, then you had Cooper Beebe, the guard out of uh, K-State, is a 6.37, as is Junior Colson, the linebacker mm-hmm. out of Michigan. Lad McConkey. So that's his first off-the-ball linebacker. Yeah. Uh, Lab McConkey, a Donnie Mitchell, also a six three seven. Okay, yeah, I mean that's that first round, second round turn neighborhood. You yeah, know, in there. Uh, at the six three six level, Jordan Morgan. Okay. Uh, Jerzon Newton, Enos Rakestraw. Yeah, so it's three. Mm-hmm. At a six three five, Malachi Corley, Roman Wilson. Oh, who I'd prefer out of those. It's a tough call. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're different. It's six, three, four, two guys. My two favorite guys in the draft: <laughs> Cooper DeGene and Jackson Powers Johnson. <laughs> that sure seems very low for both of them. Uh, yeah, look at it again. A six, three, four. You're looking at a guy in that range will eventually be a plus starter. Is what we're saying about those two. Yeah, guys. I don't agree with either either one of them being in that category. Uh, it's six, three, three. Tyler Newbin. Hmm. I would think he's safer than that, too. Yeah. DJ James comes in at 6'3". Okay, I need to do more homework on him. He looks like a round two guy all day long. Problem is, he it, with rocks in his pockets, he's 170 pounds. Yeah, yeah. But he could be available when the Steelers pick in the second round, and if you went a different position in the first round, they need to know more about him. Uh, Chris Jenkins comes in at 6'3". Keon Coleman at 6'2'9". Mm. Really low on him. Yeah, Kamari Lassiter at 6'2'9". Edger and Cooper at 628. Braden Fisk, 628. Jalen Wright, the running back out of Tennessee, at 628. He he's gonna fly, by the way. Yeah. The combines will be good for him. Uh at 627. Jermaine Burton, Christian Haynes. Okay, Burton's a receiver out of yeah. Bama. Remember, okay. these guys in this range are still guys who are going to be plus starters. Yeah. I don't feel as confident about this group, but okay. Uh, Blake Fisher, the tackle out of Notre Dame, 6'2", mm-hmm. as is Kamari Kinchins. He's very high on Fisher. I mean, again, I just looked at his tackle stuff. He's I mean, the highest I've seen him on. And Penn State center, Hunter Norzad. Mm, Got him. As, that's actually his third-rated center. Wow. I don't know enough about him. I mean, he's a one-year starter, I assume, because yeah. Scruggs was there last year. Right. Uh, I was reading about that. They said if you look, turn on his tape of, against Ohio State, I guess he, he did he does well. well. Okay. Uh, Ricky Pearsaw at 626. Malik Washington's a 626. And then you have Chris Abrams Drain is a 625. 
It's not a bad na- neighborhood for receivers. Yeah. And some there's some corners in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right around three guys. Yeah, it's 6-2-5. Also 6-2-5 is Yale offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Javon Baker, this, the uh, wide receiver out of uh, UCF. Yeah, he's a good player. Chris Braswell. Wow, that's low on Braswell. Michael Penix. Wow, that's really low on Penix, too. And uh, Cedric Van Pran. Okay. He's kind of heavy-footed. Uh, looking at the 6-2-4s, you've got Ruka Rojo. Okay, I'm a fan. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. I don't either. Or Horhorho. <laughs> Rook is right. Rook is right, yeah. yes. Uh, Patrick Paul and Zach Zinter. Well, Zinter's yeah. injured. Yeah, that's a hard one for him to write out. Yeah. Uh, at 6-2-3, Andrew Gold, wide receiver out of Oregon State. Okay, that's a name I don't know very well either. Adisa Isaac, the uh, edge rusher out of Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 6-2-2 is Kalen Carson, the cornerback out of Wake Forest. This is a neighborhood I need to study more. Yeah. Uh, you got the guard out of Utah, uh, Satau Lamua. Or okay. Lamia, I should say. Uh, Max Melton is 6'2-1". Yeah, I'm a fan of his. Braylon Trice is 6'2-1". Wow, it's low. That's low. Not super athletic. Uh, Kamal Haddon, cornerback out of Tennessee, is a 6'2-0". Okay. Nice. Uh, you got Florida State defensive tackle, Fabian Lovett, is a 6'2-0". Mike Sanistrill. Mm, very low for him. 620. Uh it's I'm below 620. Now remember, now we're getting into that that area where if you're below 620, good backup with potent, potential to develop into a starter. So that's yeah, these yeah. guys from yeah, here yeah. down. Draft them, sit them for a year, yeah. work them in the mix, that type of thing. Trey Benson, the running back out of Florida. Yeah, Florida not for State, everybody, I'm sorry. but he's yeah. yeah. Uh Matt Gonclaves, the offensive tackle out of Pitt. I heard Lance talking to him up on a podcast. He's pretty intrigued with him. I mean, obviously the Steelers are going to know a ton. Yeah. But he's a name to know. I mean, especially the pit ties. Uh, Michael Hall Jr., defensive tackle. Pretty low on him. Out of Ohio State. He's undersized. And I don't know where he fits it, in. He get yeah. pushed around a little bit. Uh, then you're looking at Marcus Harris, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Devontez Walker. Wow. He's pretty rough on him. Yeah. Uh, Makai Wingo, the big defensive tackle out of LSU. You've mentioned a lot of defensive tackles in this neighborhood. In right? this neighborhood, this yeah. This might be fourth round for the Steelers. Could make some sense. Uh, at 6'18", Javon Bullard. Mm. Uh, Javon Foster, the offensive tackle out of Missouri. Yeah, some really like him and some aren't too high on him. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, the running back out of USC. Gabriel Murphy, edge rusher out of UCLA. A lot of running backs in this neighborhood, too. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Phillips, the cornerback out of Kentucky. Uh, Dominic Pooney, the guard from Kansas. Dwayne Carter, the defensive tackle from Duke. Uh, Audric Estime, uh, the running back from Notre Dame. Bucking, Bucky Irving, the running back from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Xavier Leggett, 6'17", from South Carolina. Yeah. Some people were talking about him in the first round. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of buzz for well over a year now. I don't see standout traits with him. Yeah. You know? uh, Kitan Olagadapo. I didn't pronounce that right. The safety out of Oregon State. Mm. Uh, Brandon Dorius, defensive end out of Oregon. I know a lot of people were high on him. Cam Hart is a 6'16". Yeah. The uh, cornerback out of uh, Notre Dame. I was reading about he, surgery on both shoulders. Uh, so I think he has some more injury stuff than I knew yeah. a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, Brennan Jackson, edge rusher out of Washington State. Uh, Nehemiah Pritchett, the other Auburn quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Shipley, the running back from uh, Clemson. 
And then uh, Pursuta's guy, Peyton Wilson's a 616. The injuries are going to be an issue. Yeah, it's going to be an issue. It's going to be a real issue. Um, some other guys here who in, in that area. Xavier Worthy. Wow, that's really low on him. Blake Corm, they're half running back. Pretty low on him, too. Yeah. Uh, Isaac Grendo, uh, running back out of Louisville, 615. Mm, I some people get pretty excited about him. Jaden Hicks is a 615. Mm, he's, he's getting a lot of second round buzz. Uh, Elijah Jones, cornerback out of Boston College. I've heard good things about him, too. Seven interceptions the last yeah, two yeah. years. Yeah. Takes the ball away a little bit. So um, Isaiah Adams, guard out of Illinois. Eric All, tight end out of Iowa. Can never go wrong with an yeah, Iowa tight end. Yeah, a pretty good track record. Yeah. Uh, Steel Chambers, the linebacker out of Ohio State. Right. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah. We drafted him last two days ago, I think. Yeah. A couple running backs here, Isaiah Davis and Ray Davis. Mm. Uh, One of them's Kentucky, Ray, yeah. right? And the other one's South Dakota State. Oh, yeah. Then you have Tyler Davis. So three Davises <laughs> in a row. How about that? From Clemson, a defensive tackle. Uh, another six one four is Miles Harden, cornerback from South Dakota, and then uh, James Williams, a safety out of Miami. And then after that, I mean, there's some there's some names that are even oh, farther sure, down there. I'm sure, and he does adjust these yeah. post combine. Cole Bishop, and, Jarvis right. Brownlee, Caleb Bullock. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some mixed opinion on Bullock. Yeah. Zach Frazier, all the way down there at six one two. Oh, that I don't get at all. I mean, I, I think he's a starting center day one. Six one two. Hmm. I mean, I definitely He's got him Lance behind the Penn State center and Van Pram. Van Pram. And I say there hasn't been many centers that made the list. I mean, he's the fifth, I think, if we count Barton as a center. Yeah. Yeah. Barton was one. Powers Johnson's two. But he was low on Powers Johnson and Frazier. Yeah. I mean, by and in DJ's mock draft, he had Frazier going in the first round yeah. at 29 to Detroit. Yeah. They're good buddies, too. They talk a lot. I wonder if they <laughs> bounce back and forth on Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. <laughs> So, uh, no, it's a again, good list. I urge people to check it out. Yeah. You click on each one, and you'll get a, a short write-up. You don't have to nerd out too much. But it's a little different than some of the – there's some new different names on there that we hadn't seen. Oh, yeah. I think Lance just goes in a dark room and churns these things out yeah. know, a couple a day, doesn't listen to consensus or any of that kind of stuff, which is the way to do it, really. It's yeah. just your opinions. And then after the combine, all their measurables will be on here. You know? Right. So that, that, you get it, the workout stuff on there. If you can find it, it's a very useful tool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Steeler friends, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from a team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, Matt, in addition to uh, sending out the uh, salary, setting the salary cap and releasing that information to everybody, uh, the league also put out the franchise tag and transition tag numbers. Oh, okay. I think we speculated on them before. Okay. You can guess on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These are the official numbers. And teams have until 4 o'clock March 5th to tag a player. Okay. I mean, so Tuesday was when it was allowed. Yeah. So they must have got the numbers. Now it's they're letting us know. Okay. Uh, so the quarterback is thirty eight point three million. Yeah. Uh, at running back, it's eleven point nine five million. 
That's the lowest, right? Well, besides kickers and punters. Uh, Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wide receiver is 21.816. It's not insane. Tight end is 12.693. That's a heck of a bargain for a big-time tight end. Yeah. Uh, offensive lineman, and they don't designate the position. So dumb. Yeah. $20.985 million. So you're never going to tag an interior guy. Right. Never. Uh, defensive end, $21.324 million. Yeah, That's not insane. The, the the problem becomes, and it, this isn't the issue that it used to be here, because we'll get to this in a second. Defensive tackle is twenty two point one zero two million. Mm-hmm. Linebacker is twenty four point zero zero seven million. Yeah. If you remember a few years ago when the Steelers tagged Bud Dupree, they tagged him as a linebacker. Oh yeah, and he filed Which, a grievance about it because the linebacker tag was was way cheaper way than defensive or way end. lower than defensive uh, end. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's flipped. He had a he had a beef. I mean, he's much more of a defensive end than he is a, a linebacker. Yeah. But over the last couple of years, Roquan, Edmonds, Warner, there's another name. Oh, Mosley. Yeah. Those guys are making Those guys got paid. huge money. I mean, yeah. so it's the, the the top five average, those guys are all making about that kind of money. Yeah. And well, Watts would be considered in that as well now. Is he a linebacker? He's considered a linebacker. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. So uh, cornerback system. Cornerback is nineteen point eight oh two million. Okay, I think Johnson's going to get it. I think Snead might get it. Safety is seven point one two three million. That's phenomenal. Nobody's going to pay that though. For his, most safeties hitting the. Oh no! Right, but I mean, if you have a Minka, you could just franchise him. And I mean, that's basically what he's making now. I know. I mean, it's a a bargain. I yeah. mean, he kind of gets screwed at that position. Uh, kicker or punter is five point nine eight four. That's why okay. there's uh, there's never been a franchise punter. No, I think there has been franchise kickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So safety's well below running back. Running back was at eleven. Safety's only seven ish. No, it's seventeen. Oh, it's seventeen. 17. Oh, okay, I misunderstood you. Then. Yeah, disregard all the nonsense I said after that. The transition tag tenders quarterback is three point. These are cheaper, but mm-hmm. uh, three point uh, thirty four. Point three six seven. Running back is nine point seven six five. Receiver nineteen point seven six six. Tight end ten point eight. Uh, offensive lineman nineteen million. Still pretty, mm-hmm. still pretty pricey. Defensive end is nineteen million. Still pretty pricey. Defensive tackle eighteen point four nine. Linebackers nineteen point nine seven. Cornerback seventeen point two. Safety is thirteen point eight. And kicker and punter is five point four three three. So that's not much cheaper either. No. We don't see the transition tag. You don't see it anymore. used very yeah. much because all it does is give you the first rate of refusal. Yeah. So all you're doing you really didn't buy enough for your dollar. You know, you're, you're you're allowing somebody else to set the price for you. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Lamar transitioned? No, he was he was franchised. Oh, he was franchised. Yeah, yeah. he was definitely franchised. Okay. Yeah, he was yeah, at yeah. the lower level though because there are different levels of franchise. Mm-hmm. You can do exclusive rights. Yes, where you uh, get two first round or picks, or, or you can you do the confusing. you can you know allow them to talk with other people and get two first round picks. You also. Uh, which is going to be interesting is, is are you know some of the numbers for the restricted free agents when those come out because you can also put a first round tender on a guy mm-hmm. that sometimes is a difficult conversation yeah you know situation a second there, round yeah. tender or you know matched around which becomes an issue when the guy wasn't drafted yeah I mean like a a Warren situation yes. coming up yeah it's exactly who I was thinking okay. of I'm like do you, you know do you do you put a second round tender on Jalen Warren probably. Which is a nice bump for him. But he's but going to make like $5 million. Not yeah. this year, but that would be next year. Give a year to think about it. Yeah. But, right. No, he's a, the type of guy he would, even as a running back. Yeah. I'm assuming and if somebody makes him an offer, you just say, okay, well, 
We'll take the second round pick. We'll take a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that assures you. Who knows? We'll see where he's at. But I would think that's where he falls. I would probably guess mm-hmm. that because Doesn't you, can't, often. you can't do a, a same round tender on him because he was undrafted. Right. Or and you get nothing, nothing back. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's about where he falls. Yeah. So those are the numbers. We're going to take another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. That's going to do it for our number one. We will be back with our number two right after this. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.